Uh, good morning, everyone. Thank you all for coming. In the house of God, so that we can uh, give Him praise together. Uh, today is our final uh, day since we came here for, I think, almost two or three weeks ago. We've been with you all. Thank you for everything that what you did to us. It was an investment in the account of our good Lord. I know it's a win-win thing. God win, I win, and you win together. No one is losing anything. So this is where, how God moves. Thank God that uh, we have some friends here this morning. Like uh, my sister here. We've been together in Jerusalem 1997. Thank you that I'm uh, meeting you again after 22 years time. Praise the Lord. Uh, thank you. It's a new day. And a new hour. A new blessing. New revelation. Huh? Expect big from God. Because God is a big God. And he wants to deal with a big heart. And big mind. Having great faith in the Lord. Yeshua HaMashiach. King of kings. Lord of lords. This morning. I am glad to stand before you all to um, share the word of God. Uh, we have, I think the congregation requested us to sing two or three songs. But I don't know. Maybe our time is very limited. If I am going too far, I want some people to give me signals so that I have to stop. <laughs> if I am going too slow, someone has to raise your hands up and say, no, we want you to preach more. Hello? Yeah. In PNG, we say hello. That is a wake up call. Thank you very much. God is with us. God is in us. God is with us. We are feeling God. We have a great testimony from our sister here. Prayer power is the power that makes difference. Prayer power is the power that breaks the system of the devil. And anything that is not of God, the prayer power, it can penetrate and move forward. People who pray, you will get more result. And you will see the power of God in a bigger way. I think we will sing one song. Because we already brought the guitar. And we have prepared the song already last night. We thought we are disturbing our two very brothers and sisters in the Lord. Uh, Brother Michael and uh, Brother... Uh, Oscar and Sister Helen, but then I asked her this morning, we were singing, and uh, did you hear anything from her? She said, no. Ah, thank you, Lord. Yeah, we were singing very, very loud. Today I think we have to sing. At least come out, we'll sing one song, and then probably we'll, we'll have the other one after our sermon. From there, we'll give time to Brother I was got to come and read the scripture that we are about to share. Okay, Rex? You ready? 
Yeah. How much we ready? We are in the house of the Lord. You want to sing? One in Angal Hengen. Or Pitching or English, I don't know. Song uh, in our language, in our Angazanian language, the song uh, many go, many goes like this: uh, "God, you are good. When I'm in trouble, when I'm in pain, you are always good. When I'm hungry, when I don't have, when I don't have money or food, you are always good to me." That is the song we are singing. Sorry, Yeah, yeah. 
We'll ask uh, Brother Oscar to come help me to read uh, the scripture that we will share today, this morning. Romans uh, chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. It is good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Let's come to God with uh, what a prayer. Heavenly Father, we feel your presence this morning. Thank you for your word. We just had uh, today, read by brother Oscar. As we come to understand the meaning of your word, help your people and myself together to understand clear what you're going to speak to us. Thank you. Anything that is not of God in this place, we come against that in Jesus' name. We declare power and authority, your blessing, your touch, your covering, your healing over us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. You have a reason why you came here. You have a reason why you came here. And God has the reason why He created you. And you have to understand your purpose of living on this planet. Understanding the purpose of your living. is something you need to think twice. Paul is writing this very important letter to the Christians in Rome. He said, I'm appealing to you and I want to see uh, the heart of God, the mindset of God, the way of God, the style of God. And God is asking people to worship Him. Thank God that I receive a great blessing in seal and change. I was so much blessed to see some of these very powerful, meaningful songs that we sang. 
It blesses me a lot. And also most of you as well. Offering your life to the Lord is the true offering. Offering yourself to the Lord is a true offering. Offering your mindset, offering your heart, offering your way of life. This is the true sacrifice, true worship that God is expecting from us. The Bible says, do not confirm yourself like the other people living in this world. We know the world is now going into some kind of life, you know. People are inventing so many things that can manipulate the mindset of all people. That can easily attract people's attention. And this will make you give up and make your spiritual life whole. But the Bible says, God is always good, and He is good, and He is good, and He was good, and He will be good forever. So do not associate. Do not accept what is not of God in your life. You have to make a clear separation, clear card. That you are for Jesus. You prove to the world, you tell the world, you witness to the world. You speak to the world that I am light. Because we are the small ambassadors of Jesus. The representative of God on this planet. So Paul is appealing the people to worship God. How do we worship God? We have soul, we have mind or spirit, and we have body. We have soul, we have spirit, and we have body. Yes, our place, our body needs clothes, house, a good living, medication, many things. Our soul also needs that. And our spirit as well. But once our life is attached to Jesus, we believe you will find solution in your life. Worship God throughout the week. Worship God throughout the week, not only on Sunday. Many people are becoming Sunday Christians. But few people are becoming a lifetime Christian. That means Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The worship day to worship God is anyway, anytime you worship God. Because when you look at John chapter 4, verses 24, Jesus was speaking to the Samaritan woman. She said, He said, a new day has come. You will not worship here in Jerusalem. And Jerusalem is not important. 
Samaritan, the mountain that you telling me is not important. There is a time coming where you will worship God anyway, anytime. So that means we will worship God anyway, anytime. And this is where Jesus said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, you are the temple of my life. Or Jesus' temple is you and I. So that's why Apostle Paul is very strong to encourage the people in Rome to be special for Jesus and live for God alone. Once you are connected and make yourself available for Jesus, <coughs> your mindset, your life, your attitude, your way of conduct will speak to the entire world that you are for Jesus. Um, As we know, brothers and sisters, I have come to understand the attitude of people who have followed God back in the Old Testament. Abraham, who was an idol worshiper, but when God called him to come out from the land of Chaldees, from Iraq, he never came back to his own world. The world that he left and came. That's what the Bible says. He was obedient to the unseen God. So he made a covenant. And the Abrahamic covenant is the covenant of obedience. Abrahamic covenant is the covenant of obedience. People have the Bible. People hear the message, evangelists, teachers, and pastors preaching everywhere in the globe. But the problem that the people hate in this world is people are not obeying what the Bible says. So sometimes Satan has no fear of people who hate the Bible. Satan has not fear of people who are ten services. But Satan fears of people who obey the word of God. The problem in the church that we have is people are not complying, people are not responding, people are not listening to the Holy Spirit, to the word of God. Once we obey what God says, what was the outcome that Abraham received from God? He said, you are my friend. You are my friend. When you look at the story of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar and the government of Babylon, 
came and arrested him. Just imagine, the whole country was watching. The whole nation of Babylon was watching. Over who? Daniel said, right, Mr. Abednego. I have a good news and a story to tell you. And I am so much blessed the attitude that uh, Daniel had. He said, Nebuchadnezzar, I want to tell you something. If God is coming to rescue me or not, I will never worship your idols. I will never associate and I will never involve in this life of this government, your culture, your tradition. I will never fall into it. I am a Hebrew. I Jewish. So people from every neighbor and everywhere reported to the headquarters and that information has was, you know, already has gone to the office of the highest rank, the Prime Minister, the President. And they made a resolution to bring, to take Daniel into the pit of lion. When the policeman came and arrested him, Anton was not saying that at the time. Then there came some mice, maybe, and Daniel never saw any angels. Then he came to the gate. There was no angel ready to rescue him. But then when they brought him down to the pit, angel And who saw the angels? Never got Niger. And his team and his group. His government, governors and officers. Everybody. Stand firm for Jesus. Be who you are. Not pretending. Not compromising with the world. You don't say yes. To anything that is not of God. And that is not from God. And that is not approved by God. Hello. Hello. You will never see this. Beautiful building in the kingdom of heaven. You will never see the big jumbo jet flying from world, country to country, from continent to continent in heaven. You will never see any of the things like the high buildings that you have in Melbourne, anywhere in Australia, around the globe. Or you will never see Anything, anything that you see, or you touch, or you hate, not even a bit, or not even a piece, will come and will be part of the kingdom of heaven. No. These are your helpers. It's just only a material to sustain your life for the next day living. It all came from the planet Earth, and it will turn back, turn into dust. It will return back to earth. And this earth is ready for Jesus coming to, to end the world. So the Bible says, you are special. You have received Jesus already. You have Christ in your life. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You have turned off with the system of the world. You are not belong to Satan. You are totally belong to heaven. God has paid you 
with big price. Never compromise. Never sell yourself cheaply to the world. Because you are more than the prime minister. You are more than the king. You are more than anybody. Because we are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Representative of Jesus on this planet. You happy? You happy? You happy that you are the child of Jesus? You happy? I am happy. You must be happy. Rejoice in Jesus. Because Christ has paid me full. He has paid me full. So I am happy. I am happy. I want to rejoice before Jesus. Either I have something or not. Either someone said, what? I don't care. Because I have Jesus already in my life. Be a worshiper to worship God. Satan has no time for anybody. But once you worship God, he fears. He fears. Bow before him. Worship him. Complete repentance. Complete repentance. Total repentance. No. Say no to sin. No. No to sin. Be clear that no. And no, no to sin. Yes to Jesus. You are making the angels celebrating in heaven. We do not know in heaven maybe you may be on the front on the first page of the newspaper in heaven. Who knows? And God is seeking the worshippers to worship him. <laughs> if you love God more, that power of love will cause you to worship Him. <coughs> how much you worship is how much you love for Jesus. We have people like William Carey. Huh? We have people like William Carey who became the top missionary in India. He brought the gospel and he has proven he has proven that true, true God is alive. And he loses life in the name of this God. Hello. For example, Rex Malikai, you sit here, we came here, we came as a missionary. We came as a missionary. But when we go back, came to the Highlands and to New Guinea, we will become an ordinary citizen. And uh, we live like other people. But when we leave our country and came here, we came as a missionary. If anything is happening on the road as we live here, um, we are happy. Because there's a great reward waiting for us in heaven. If God is calling you to uh, some inner mission field from the world, maybe Russia, America, African world, in the Middle East, get ready. Get ready to lose your life in Jesus. Take the gospel to the world. Share the good news with people. And the Lord will bless you. One other thing today when you go to YouTube and you see how God is moving in the Muslim world. Fantastic. God is moving. God is moving and bringing people. They have a, 
very powerful testimonies. They are telling the world. And one lady from, one Muslim lady from, um, in one of the uh, Middle East country, uh, she said to one of the Jewish women, Hello, your God has saved me. Do you know that? I am 100% born as a Muslim to worship Allah. But then you see, your God saved me and I am saved and I am no longer under the control of the enemy, Satan. But I am a free woman to glorify God. Praise the Lord. I have another scripture to share with you. That's 1 John chapter 1 verse 7. Which uh, I already recruited. Uh, I already recruited brother Oscar. He will do some work for me. Ah. <laughs> uh, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, 8, and 9. This is the common Bible verse that we know. This is a message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, and yet we walk in the darkness. We lie and do not believe out of the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin. Who can tell me the definition of deception? The meaning of deception. Deception is something you think it's true, but it's not. Hello? Deception is something you believe that it's true, but it's not. Um... As we know, today we are entering to a world where it will be very, very complex. Uh, our generation, this generation, uh, we are coming to see many things happening in the world. And God has his own way to rescue us. But here in this reading, The enemy is always around. The enemy is always around to confuse people's minds. And sometimes you see something that is good for you, but then at the end of the day, this thing that you think is true will not become genuine for you. When Satan came to the Garden of Eden 
and approach Eve. Why did Eve listen to that man? Because you see, he was mentioning the name of God. He was putting the name of God front, and maybe if my have some beliefs that he may be one of you know God's servant too. <clears throat> when you look at the story of Jesus, how the devil came in to deceive the people of God. How came? Satan caught caught at the Bible text from Psalms 91 verses 11. Satan caught that. Satan caught that text. And he preached to he preached to Jesus. He said, don't you know that the Bible says the Bible says you will be rescued from your problem. The angel will help you. So you can fall from the temple down. From the mountain down. Or you can say yes to me or listen to me. But he said no. I will not. In PNG, something is happening with different. Especially in the political arena. In the PNG politics, mostly happening in the highlands, People pretending to be Christians. Leaders. And you will see people will take the grandstand and they will come with some Bible text. And they will preach. Talk about Jesus. Ah, then people will say, oh, this fellow is a Christian. Uh, we saw him preaching uh, at the Christian, uh, I mean at the, at the big uh, meeting, uh, the political uh, meeting. Uh, looks like he may be one of the Christians. I think let's go and uh, cast our vote to him. Uh, it's okay that we can give our vote to him because uh, we saw him talking about Jesus. And he's, he's, he's a Christian. But he's pretending to be a Christian just to win the mindset of the people and just to get the votes. Hello? As soon as he's voted in, what's happening in the parliament? He's not maintaining that line. From day one, uh, that he said, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus. What's happening now, today? Let's be mindful and let's remain faithful in Jesus until we die and until Jesus returns. The Bible says in the book that we read, 1 John chapter 1 
You see, dear friends, I'm not writing you a new command, but an old one. No. 1 John 1, 9, 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. We deceive ourselves. So who is, who is deceiving you? you? You yourself is deceiving because you claim to be perfect. The Bible says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Praise the Lord. Amen. After all, we are sinners. Both Jewish and Gentile. God has demonstrated on man Calvary. Two great men was crucified together, was, together with Jesus. On the right and left together. There's a picture of the Jewish and Gentiles together. Hello. But our Jesus is full of grace. His love is permanent. His promises that he made to us will never be broken. Because God is not a liar. He speaks the truth. And what he speaks becomes law. What God speaks becomes law. So he will never break his law. He's a man of truth. And the promises that he made in the Bible is true. So once you're obedient to all these promises, the Lord will bless you and continue to lead you and you'll live a better life. And the Bible says if we confess our sins, that's the only one way, one way traffic to meet the Lord Jesus. If we confess our sins, God will accept and God will bless and God will cleanse us and make us his son. Forever and ever. Many people think that I go to the church and it's nothing to do with me and with the pastor that I can approach to them for prayer or to confess my sin. This is not coming from God, I tell you. You come to the church and you have an obligation or you have a calling and God is speaking to you and touching your heart. Then you have to approach to the servant of God to pray for anything that is needed in your life. When you look at Acts chapter, Luke chapter 17 verses 11, 10 men with a leper went and approached Jesus. And Jesus told them, you go to the priest and I have a question. 
Why Jesus said that? Jesus, because he is everything in Jesus. He is everything. But then he said, you go back and to the priest for confirmation. And even the scripture says that Jesus did not come to remove the laws or the way that the prophets spoke, but he came to confirm. But it's already written. Fellow brothers and sisters, here in CLF, Australia, thank you very much. You guys are very unique and special. Same for Jesus every day. I wish if I could stay here for at least another two or three years. I'm getting along and learning a lot from, from you. I thought I came to give, but no, I'm receiving as well. Because you are giving a huge smile, happy faces, and Christ is reflecting in you all. Praise the Lord. God gets all the glory. May the name of Jesus Christ be glorified. You win, I win, God win. Let's go back. Deceptions. Sometimes your mind will give you some false hope, some dead dreams, something that will not work. But it's filling you, filling your mind, your empty mind. So that's why the Bible says you have to fit the will of God every day so that Satan will not see any space in you. Once the devil sees at least the space that he could fit in, he comes in and brings you some, uh, you know, kind of an idea where you cannot believe it. Sometimes he can make you as one of the uh, king or queen, or maybe you can own some of his properties down there. Or you can be the smartest person in the world. So we have a battle to fight here. And this is the battlefield. So how do you win? We win when Christ is in you. And how do you bring Christ into your life? By hearing the word and believing the word, accepting the word, and your mouth confessing that I am for Jesus. That's the way forward. forward. There's no other way. <clears throat> There's no way for me to go to Papua again. And only one way that I could reach my country is Melbourne, Sydney, Port Moresby. No other ways. You have only one way to enter and become the citizen, the member of the kingdom of Sorry, not member, but the citizen of uh, the kingdom of heaven. I'd like to mention this name, a word called member, but citizen. Hello? You want citizen or you want member? Those people who became in a member, they are 50-50 people. But for your information, heaven, 
There is no second heaven in heaven. There is no second heaven in heaven. One single heaven, and you have to be 100%. And your confirmation for departure, someone has to witness. Your wife has to witness. Your fellow brother has to witness. Your fellow sister has to witness. And yourself must also confirm that you are on the departure flight. Huh? Your boarding passed to go. The power of confession is power. The power of confession is power. Bible says in Matthew 10, 32, declaration, public declaration is one, and private confession is two. In one month, Oscar and Michael and the fellow brothers and leadership in here, when we see in a month 10 people confessing, we can see, we'll see that the church is growing, people are growing, people are connecting to Jesus. How do you connect yourself to Jesus? You cannot bring hammer and nail here and then we fight you inside. No! This one, you have the power. The word has the power. You speak out. Satan goes sin. Hand over, take over, hand over, take over. Takes place at that very moment of confession time. You agree? Is my, am I going too fast? <laughs> or am I speaking too loud? Hello. Hello. <laughs> but for your information, you won't be with me. Look, I mean many times. You can bear with me. But I already gave you all. A, a, someone has to signal me. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop. Otherwise, I might continue all the way. <laughs> well, yes. <clears throat> there is a healing power in the house of the Lord. And there is hope in the house of the Lord. Yeah. How do you experience the enemy that comes? One, the world from what you see. Two, the flesh from our old nature. Three, the devil from the spirit world. So, your eyes is in a window of your life, window, looking around what's happening, how these people, you know, all this stuff. So, your eyes is a small window looking around the world. Your mind is just, you know, grabbing and picking it up. One other thing that I want to encourage you on fellow brothers and sisters. Uh, I have a funny story to tell you. Uh, if you agree with me. When I got married to my wife, I said I converted when I was uh, uh, 10, 10 years of age. So I'm a father to you. 
Though you came as a friend of mine, but I said, uh, I'm a father to you. So in the house that I was living, I had a little blackboard here. I got the chalk and I started learning. I started learning or teaching her about how you know life is. I don't know whether this may happen to many people or that I wouldn't know. But in our culture, I don't think so. But the Lord led me. So I was just teaching, sewing hair. I said, whether you marry me or not, I said, you have to go and live by this principle. That's one. Number two. Um... I left Port Mosby and went to the village and that was the time where I want to get married. So my wife today is, was my girlfriend for a short time, not knowing that someone had, she had a friend, a boyfriend already. Oh. <laughs> then, you know, people were talking and I can, you know, sense it, you know, more clear that people were just talking when we were going in and out. And uh, I felt that my spirit was telling me, I think, they're a little bit talking, you know, uh, gossip or anything like this. So I had to ask her, uh, I said, uh, Helen, uh, some people are just talking when we are walking. Uh, like this and that, so uh, what do you think? No, she said, I have a boyfriend, but that boyfriend is, uh, we've been friends for some time, but when they see you coming and me going in and out like this, maybe uh, they have some jealousy heart. Okay, it's not a problem. You hold on, one fine day, one fine day, I told the girl to come, Helen to come not knowing that her, uh, her boyfriend will come into my house as well. <laughs> okay. Um, I brought him to the house we were uh, staying. And then I also tell, I told the um, uh, brother to come as well. And not knowing that Helen is already there too. And then, I, both of them, I put them together in the house. I said, uh, good morning, uh, Brother John, and good morning, uh, Helen, Sister Helen. Uh, thank you very much that you two are here in my house. Sorry, I was uh, pastoring in Port Mosby and just came recently and wanted to get married. And uh, there was some little, you know, uh, faces on people and some, you know, something that I saw was not that good and I felt which was not uh, acceptable to me, so I want to be frank to be honest to you. So I said, uh, uh, Helen, uh, are you sure that uh, you left or you, I mean, your connection, your connection with uh, John, I said, you let me know. And uh, Rex, uh, sorry, um, uh, Helen, I said, you let me know. And John, I said, you let me know. So I gave you know time to Helen first and then to John. Okay, I said John, 
I don't like to disturb you from your friendship. If you think that you still have connection, because the girl is telling us that no, but you, you are saying yes, so I give you two weeks to go and put bread rice. I give you two weeks to go and put bread rice so that we can solve the problem. Simple and easy. I said, if you don't, I will put the bread rice on this girl on the next week after I've given you two weeks. So whatever that you want to contribute to watch, this bread price of mine, I said, bring it. I gave him two weeks, nothing happened. And on, on the third week, I said, brother, come. He never came. Okay, what I'm trying to tell you today, you must be a straight cut of don't pretend. You don't try to pretend yourself. This is what I'm trying to say. Finally, we have a problem in our body. We have a problem in our spirit. We have a problem in our soul. Is there any hope or it's too late for us? Is there any hope anywhere that we can make it? Or you think it's too late for you? Already gone. Next year, coming. Now. Lots of hope. But you think it's too late? No. There is hope while we breathe. The trouble is, yesterday I saw a new model car. This is the challenges. Yesterday. Yes, thank you, Mr. Team. Is there any hope? Oh, it's too late for you. May God bless you all. And we'll sing one song and uh, we'll finish. Our meeting. Sorry, do people agree that?